This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hey Beautiful. This is Kate here. And because Caitlin couldn't be with us this week, we have a special guest host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, friends, it's Liz. Yay, Liz is back. (laughs) Um, You also might hear our chickens chirping in the background because we are taping in our living room. I can hear them, so I'm guessing the the microphone's picking that up. Probably. Um, So, yeah, if you don't know... Liz is my beautiful wife, right? Handsome. More handsome. handsome. <laughs> more, more handsome than beautiful. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and she likes to, or she lets me ask her to sub in sometimes when Caitlin can't be here. She offers the uh, the Marshall Erickson point of view, the Midwestern flavor that we need. No doubt. That strong mayonnaise flavor. No doubt. <laughs> No, no, jello salad flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized as I was watching this that in addition to the Marshall Erickson flavor, this is a very good episode for you because you, unlike me, have a lot of friends who are exes. It's true. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, I was like, ooh, I got some questions for her because <laughs> how the fuck do you do that? So we'll get into that. Yeah. But So I'm glad you're here. Obviously, Slaps Giving, amazing episode. Seriously. I mean, honestly, this is going to be the last episode I'm ever on because <laughs> Slaps Giving is an all-time favorite. Yeah. It's, it's fucking great. It's good. All right. So just a couple little notes, little bits of news before we get into the episode. Come see us on June 5th. We're doing our first little mini informal meetup. We're doing it in New York City. Uh, we know it's a Wednesday. So it's Wednesday, June 5th. And that's tough, but we happened to be in the city that day because Caitlin and I both took the day off in order to be at Craig and Carter's um, charity concert um, downtown in New York. So they're getting the solids back together, a.k.a. the band that made... What are you eating? Sorry, our dog is licking a fork. Get out of here. So So anyway, the the solids are getting back together. The solids is, of course, the group that uh, created the theme song for How I Met Your Mother, which is called Hey Beautiful. That's right. So we are going to hear the theme song that is also the name of our podcast live performed by the people who made it. Yeah. Who also made this beautiful show. It's going to be a great day. We're losing our minds about it. It's, As you should. It's hard to it's hard to uh, really fathom. And they just announced this past week that Josh Radner is one of the special guests, and he's going to be performing some songs. So, fucking Schmosby, we're going to be in the same room with him. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, so that's all happening on Wednesday, June fifth. Uh, we've posted about the, the concert a few times. It's going to be at the Mercury Lounge. I believe it's at 9.30. And I think there are still tickets available, and they're only 35 bucks each. 35 bucks is going to get you in the room seeing Ted Mosby and potentially others because 
special guests has an S on the end. So we'll see who else they announce. And also, you can't do anything for 35 bucks in New York City. No shit. What a steal. Right? What a steal. Right. So uh, before the concert, what? I feel like you're gonna, it's going to Oh, God, it's fine. Our dog's eating a bone. That's what you hear. It's fine. Caitlin chews through the entire episode, mm, so it's probably just... no pretzels and chocolate Yeah, chips. I'm sure it just sounds comforting okay. to our <laughs> listeners at this point. So, yes, and so beforehand, we're going to be meeting up at McGee's, where McLaren's was uh, created, and the, uh, the inspiration for McLaren's. So go to our Facebook page and RSVP for the meetup if you're in the area. There are already a, a couple people there, so... It's going to be awesome. Um, and the other little thing, which most of you already know, but if you haven't checked it out yet, we have merch. Buy that merch. Buy that merch. <laughs> Zazzle.com slash heybeautifulpod. Get on over there. There are shirts, uh, mugs, stickers, buttons, and you can also put the stuff on other things, which is kind of cool about Zazzle, and we'll be coming out with more designs. I saw recently that they took down our entire line of stuff that says, fuck me up, John Cho on it. But I'm not even going to fight that. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of pushing it anyway. Um, but yeah, there's tons of logo stuff and other little other little things. So get on over Zazzle.com slash heybeautifulpod and stay tuned at the end of this episode for a shitload of legendary moments from listeners like you. Are you ready to talk about Slapsgiving? Let's do it. Slapsolutely. Oh, God! <laughs> Boom! I'm glad you didn't miss that one. Starting out with a slap. <laughs> this episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Russell and Tish. Thank you both for your support. And to all our patrons, you are truly legendary. To support the show and get cool How I Met Your Mother perks each month, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. It is time for Slapsgiving, Season 3, Episode 9. It originally aired on November 19th, 2007. Our writer is Matt Kuhn, who also wrote Columns, which was an episode um, that we've already seen that I hated and Caitlin hated. Um... So this is quite the rebound from he Columns. definitely redeemed himself. Absolutely. And he has some amazing episodes ahead, including Three Days of Snow, which is one of my personal favorites. And the director, as usual, our uh, fantastic captain, Pam Fryman. So if you haven't listened to a Me and Liz episode yet, here's how it works. Liz doesn't take notes. <laughs> it's not something she enjoys to do. Why would she do it now when she's not like getting graded or anything for it, right? Didn't do it when I got graded. I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> That's right. I don't even go into meetings with notebooks anymore. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm not taking notes. <laughs> so I will be sort of steering the conversation with my notes because I do like to take notes. And I'll just throw my charm in there when I can. Yeah, she'll just pop in. So we start out with a flashback from eight months ago when, when Ted and Robin were still dating. And future Ted tells us that back then... The two of them had this running joke that everyone hated, which was anytime someone says a military title, is it mm -hmm. a title? Yeah. A rank? Rank, yeah. On accident and conversation, so major, bummer, general idea, colonel, 
like of popcorn. Mustard. Oh no. <laughs> Colonel. Yes, if you say Colonel Mustard in conversation, <laughs> pops um, up all the time. You have to salute and say it and again. say the yeah and say the title again, the full name. Um, and we found out when we interviewed Alec Lev that he takes credit for this running gag because he did it in college. Nice. So he is the founder of one of the coolest uh, running gags on the show. So anyway, in this flashback, though, you see that happening. You see Ted and Robin annoying each, no, not each other, but the gang with this running joke. But you also see Barney not knowing how many days there are in a month. And so this comes back to bite him in the ass. So in this in the flashback, it's because he doesn't know March has 31 days, and that's general knowledge. Salute. Um, but then later, we'll see him not know how long October is, and that is why he doesn't think he's going to get slapped on Thanksgiving. Um, so we cut to present day, and Marshall says that at his new job, within a year, he's going to get a major pay raise. And uh, Ted and Robin, who aren't together anymore, look at each other, but then don't do the salute. And while it wasn't a romantic part of their relationship, it was like a relationship inside joke. And it just sort of feels weird to them to do it as just friends. And so we're finally in this episode, in addition to getting the third slap, going to see Robin and Ted wrestle with the crap that they've been ignoring all season, which is the fact that they broke up and then they all still hang out like they're friends. Um... And this is something that they kind of alluded to in Doa Tripla when uh, they thought Marshall and Lily were getting divorced. And Ted said, oh, well, we'll just all keep hanging out if they do. Because you and I hang out and it's not weird. And Robin says, it's, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it is definitely weird. And even Ted's like, yeah, you're right. It's weird. So the, there was that. And then they kind of just let it go. So now we're going to really dig into it. Um and basically the main tenet of it is how you make it work is that you, the two of you can't ever be alone in the same room together. At least at this, this point in the way they're doing it. So I think this is a great time to talk about how you've managed this. Oh, well. Because it seems like with Ted and Robin there was no downtime between them breaking up and then them becoming... Intense friends. Well, they were in the same group. Yeah. Like, it just... But you've had... Okay, just, so... Life just goes on. So, you have how many um, good to really good friends who are also exes to some degree? Uh, I think two, two are, like, really good friends. Yeah. But there's others that are, like, friends. Yeah. That yeah. are... That we see. Yeah. Um... How did you navigate that with the with the people who have become well, really good friends? Was there a period where you didn't yeah, hang out? Yeah, there was. Yeah. Probably like a year or so. Oh, wow. It seemed, it, I mean, like, it's been a really long time. But mm-hmm. there was definitely some downtime. Or, you know, it's like you run into each other because we're still in the same circle. We're just not like... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's definitely a downtime. But, you know, it's like you run into them and you're like... Mm. I mean, God knows they already had another girlfriend. Oh, okay. What are you gonna do? Cool, great. That's great. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah, you had kind of moved on. Yeah, I mean, the the girls that are my really good friends. I mean, it was just like a, it was wasn't meant to be. You know, it's like, but like 
we were good friends, so it was like you should have never it was really natural been to be together. friends. Not natural to to be in a relationship. Right. Yeah, but it took some time to realize. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That took some cultivation. I didn't, didn't just happen because we're like, it ends today, tomorrow. Let's go to the movies as friends. Like, oh, right, that shit's bullshit. Yeah, and shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That's you're just like stretching it out, mm-hmm. like and trying to just trying to save it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's garbage. But I have noticed that there are things that. It's not the the rule for you guys isn't we can't be alone in the same room together, but it is sort of there are things we don't talk about. Like you don't talk about the times when you were together. Yeah, but with why? These why would we talk about those times? There's yeah. nothing to it. Yeah, you know. But it was like a piece of your life. Yeah, but uh, but it is weird when it comes up. It like is it's weird. fucking weird. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> that piece is weird. I mean, it was just both of these people that I have in mind were. It, extremely long time ago. Yeah, so like that too. Yeah. I don't talk about anything that that's long ago anyway. <laughs> so but, yeah. You know, it's like sometimes we'll we'll bring it up in front of a bunch of people that don't know just cuz it gets a good laugh. People mm-hmm. are like, "No way." Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. It's all true. Yeah. A little, little shock value if we're trying to Yeah. mix it up, but yeah. I when I met you, I couldn't believe it because I am not friends with any of my exes, <laughs> I know. but yeah. most to all of my exes don't deserve my friendship. Right. You know, like they didn't, they ended pretty um, terribly. Yeah. And it was through things that, you know, you wouldn't do to a friend. Right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, this isn't working. We're not matched. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, we're at different places in our life. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, you did horrible things. So I couldn't, I couldn't grasp how, someone could be friends with someone that they yeah. had had that relationship with. Well, the people that I've dated that have done me wrong, well, I'm not friends <laughs> That's with. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, they haven't even they're, exist. They're not, yeah. They're yeah. ghosts, you know what yeah. I mean? So. And I think yeah. I, I think seeing that, understanding also that um, there was, uh, there was like a sports element to it. So, because you're on a team with at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like this situation, it's almost like the the sum of the parts is greater than the individuals, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. you were work, you were on a team and it was, it was just bigger than some silly little relationship. Well, yeah. And there were buffers for that time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, during the transition because we were on the same team for whatever. But, yeah. But then yeah. that also accelerates like the getting over it. Sure. Winning you- fixes a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I've, I have learned a lot. Being with you? No, because in the beginning, it was a little weird to me. Yes, I know. I know. All right. (laughs) No, I just, yeah, I get it. It was strange because to me and 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 not just in my personal experiences, but anytime I had seen a girl wanting to stay friends with an ex, it was because there were feelings on one side or the other. Yeah, there's milling around waiting. (laughs) Right. So, So it was hard to trust it. But then when I saw these people like in relationships with other other people, I was like, okay. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I could see, like, what you appreciated about that person, Mm -hmm. but also why it didn't work out. (laughs) So I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. A mature breakup. What's that, you know? Yeah. Good job. Well. Proud of you. I'm glad. I mean, I, some of my, I have some really good friends. You do. You so, do. And that yeah. that helps is that they're cool people. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, fine. Yeah. I can't Don't hate, hate them. That? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. So that works it's out good well. to be surrounded by good people. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, 
Two days before Thanksgiving, Lily comes into the bar with their turkey. She's excited because it's her first time hosting Thanksgiving. And I realize it's crazy that she doesn't even go home because her family is in New York. So I feel like she never sees her family. I know. No one ever really sees their family a whole lot on the show. Just the Midwestern. Just fucking Marshall. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Even Ted's like Ohio, but he's like, eh, I don't really want to. Yeah. Deal with my family. Nobody wants to go home to Ohio. No offense, Ohio. <laughs> She's from Michigan. Says the Michigander. So, yeah, right. You guys talk shit about each other all the time. <laughs> so um, Marshall starts dropping these little tiny hints about Slapsgiving, calling it Slapsgiving instead of Thanksgiving. Uh, he tries to play it off like he didn't say it in front of Barney. Um and Lily's pissed because Robin is bringing this guy, Bob, that she's been on, like, three dates with. And this is not the last time that we will see Lily be annoyed at one of her friends for bringing a random skank to an important event. I also feel like in New York City, a lot of people don't go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so they all find their New York family, their including friends, bringing yeah. their random person they're dating yeah i don't know that's just what i get from tv I don't, i've never lived in new york based on all the, fa- based all the on all people the i see on tv, TV. <laughs> sitcoms yeah it does seem that way i mean new york is just too cool to leave you know hard to get out i just can't imagine not spending thanksgiving with one of our families no kidding helps that they both have good ones so um And I also had to look it up to confirm, yes, that actually is what Canadian Thanksgiving is based on. This guy not finding the Northwest Passage. Thank God. I mean, (laughs) wait, what? Why are we thankful for that? I don't know. Right. Like, and I said, it seems very Canadian to celebrate a good try situation, (laughs) you know? He did his best. He really did. (laughs) Had a nice feast while he was out there. Had a bit of a walkabout. (laughs) A little bit of a walkabout. Um, And so, of course, this continues the running gag of Barney hating on Canada. And um, Marshall calls it the Slapsgiving Day Parade, so Barney finally calls him out, and Marshall admits that he's invented a new holiday, Slapsgiving, where we gather together and give slaps instead of thanks. So now we know that Marshall is definitely up to something, and in case we missed it, Future Ted catches us up on what the slap bet is, and that we've had two slaps so far. And also that at the beginning of the season, episode one, we first learned of slapcountdown.com, which makes its final appearance here. Ooh, I don't remember it. So, you know, well, the computer with the countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the very, very end of the first episode of season one, it's completely out of context. You don't expect it at all. It's just Marshall sitting in a dark room and he calls Barney. He's like, check, the, check your email, slapcountdown.com. And he opens it, and it's like 55 days or something like that. So it really sets up the third slap super early on. You kind of forget it's coming, and then bam. Here we are, two days from the slap, number three. Barney, of course, is positive that the countdown ends the day after Thanksgiving because he still cannot figure out how many days are in each month. Um, and then he's outraged that it's going to happen on Thanksgiving, but Lily, the slap bet commissioner, decides to allow it. Fair game. I would freaking love that job. <laughs> I know you would. I know you would. I feel like I, I, when I first, the first time I saw the episode, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way she's going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. Just immediately. Yeah. But she was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, right? She dug her own yeah. grave. Yeah. I don't know why she thought that was going to be handled better than it was. No kidding. Knowing the two of them. So Barney tries to play it off like Marshall fucked up. He's trying to sort of one-up it and act like, you already told me when it's happening, so I'm not even scared. I just have to wait for that moment and big fucking deal. Uh, but of course, Marshall is not going to make it that easy. And we get a great line where Barney t- tells Marshall that he showed his hand. <laughs> and then Marshall says, well, at 3.01 p.m. on Thanksgiving, your face will show my hand. <laughs> and we know that Marshall's got a long way to go and a lot more games to play. And it's just great to see Barney without the upper hand for once. No doubt. He's usually so diabolical. It's true. Uh, he kept trying to figure out the way to get the upper hand, but it just... Didn't work. He couldn't find. He couldn't Shh. find the key. He tried to do the classic sibling thing of acting like it doesn't bother yeah, you. No big deal. Yeah, like you've already, you've already told me everything, so it doesn't matter. But I feel like that's the older sibling thing because I could never. Pull it that is. Off it's as it's the youngest. It's never full psychological never. warfare. Yeah, it takes work. It takes a lot of work. <laughs> but when it pays, it pays off, off, yeah, you can drive your sibling insane with it. But Barney doesn't have it in him. Um, so, uh, then in comes Bob to the bar and this is the first guy that Robin has brought around since Gael and I don't blame her because they, (laughs) and that's why I don't blame her because everyone was very mean to male Gail. Well, except Marshall (laughs) and, um, there's this great bit of, uh, how, Jealous Ted sees Bob as a million years old when really he's only 41 and he's played by a guy named Eben or Eben, I'm guessing it's Eben Ham, who also plays two other bit characters on How I Met Your Mother. In season one, he is the police officer that arrests Lily for peeing on a pregnancy stick in in Minnesota (laughs) and locks her up. And then um, later on, he will play a helicopter pilot, and that's all I will say about that. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. But, yeah, I I knew he was at least two of those three, but I confirmed today that he plays all three. Um, so, yeah, we see this old man whose real name is Orson Bean, which I think is the fucking cutest name. Would you name a little boy Orson? No, absolutely not. Great, cool. <laughs> I like really super old it's, man it's names. Public record, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one I said I really liked? Herman. Herman, yeah. Herman is so cute. Still no. God damn it. Hey guys, maybe I'll send in your favorite name <laughs> so we can say I can say no to those too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just name my next cat Herman. Ooh, That's work. cute, right? Yeah, that'll That's work. That's cute. So whether Bob is old or not is inconsequential to me. I think he's a fucking douche. He's, like, very into snowboarding, and he just talks like he's, like, 19 as a 41-year-old. So to me, that is the bigger the bigger offense. And I don't know why Robin is drawn to these, like, total dum-dums. Because Gael with his windsurfing mm, and yeah. his massaging and now this, like, X Games wannabe guy <laughs> who doesn't have a real job. He just snowboards. Like, is he a pro snowboarder? Who knows? Hard to say. Yeah. He's like trying to be Sean White or something. I'm cool. I know who people are. Um, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Coolest. 
So um, Lily reminds them the next night they're going to be making pies at Robin's house because Marshall can't be trusted with pies. And because the rule is to never be alone together, Ted decides he will show up late. Uh, And late to him is two hours late. Well, first he says he's going to be an hour late, right? Yeah. And he's like, and then he pads it even more. (laughs) Yeah. Shows up two hours late. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, is too late to make pies. That's so rude. I would have just stayed home. Yeah, right? Like, you know what? It's nine. Th- who's making pies at 9.30 the yeah. night before? That would be way too late. I mean, to, like, get started, people that do that have already been cooking all day, right? It's like uh-huh. you're just continuing. Yeah, exactly. Well, they should be. <sighs> Somebody should start pies at 9.30. It sounds like I just talked myself have, into it. <laughs> I mean, I have done it because <laughs> yeah. I procrastinate, but I would not make that someone else's problem. And also... Um, there will be other points in this series when Robin and Ted are awkward with each other, shockeroo, <laughs> and um, they do this same kind of thing where they avoid each other by either being super, super early or super, super late to events. Uh, this is also the first scene, the first little moment when Ted walks into the apartment is like an exact mirror of the scene in Nothing Good Happens After 2 a.m., when Ted shows up at Robin's house at 2 a.m. with a grocery bag full of juicing materials to make juice with Robin while he was still with Victoria. So that repetition alone of him standing in the door with a paper bag full of groceries and Robin in her, you know, her house clothes should tell you that danger is afoot. Also, if you're two hours late and you have the supplies... Right. Come on. Right. Not the point. The whole thing. Yes, exactly. Um, But I really do think the bag was mostly to show like, oh, fuck, we're here again. Sure, sure. They're in this situation. It's late at night. One of them has groceries. One of them's in a relationship. Bad news. Um, So turns out Marshall and Lily never even showed up because Lily is, oh, I'm sorry, both of them are so swamped at the apartment. And then they cut over and it's Lily going around... (laughs) Double time. Like a crazy person, for sure. what's Marshall doing? Not moving at all. Watching TV. He's got, like, his hand strength thing in his hand. (laughs) Yeah, he's He's doing nothing. He's doing, he's strengthening his slapping hand. He's just getting (laughs) ready. It's a mental game. (laughs) Unbelievable. It takes mental preparation to, to have that kind of warfare. So this is yet another strike where Lily is, you know, building up resentment for all these fools. And I have to say, if I were Lily, because she's a great cook based on what we've seen so far, and she's also the hostess, like me, mm-hmm. of the two of us, I would never, ever entrust the making of a holiday pie, or more than one, to Robin, Ted, and Barney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ever. I yeah. would be like, if I can't get over there to make them, I'm either making them in this house or I'm fucking buying them in the morning. I would mm. never, I would never trust them. Yeah, but if you trust them to make pies, you just have to know that they're probably just going to buy pies. But they didn't. They didn't do that either. They, they made, made pies. They made pies. But, but I would have but just been like, they're probably going to show up with store-bought pies, which is whatever. Right, right. We'll get into the fucking pies, but that's fine. So, uh, even... Bob doesn't come over because Bob went to go see Green Day. And Classic. And douche. Classic. So they're alone and it's awkward. 
Ted tries to get Barney to come over, but Barney just uses the phone call as a way to make it sound like the president is calling him, which is normal stuff for Barney. And that's all we see of the pie making for now. Yeah. All of a sudden, we cut, and it's Thanksgiving Day. Lily is clearly stressed out, rushing around, putting things out, knocking Barney's feet off the table, and nobody else is helping. Marshall is completely wrapped up in his own holiday festivities. In a separate holiday. In a separate holiday, <laughs> making his little uh, turkey hands. Yeah, yeah. I've only got so many hands. Just visual reminder of hands everywhere. <laughs> He's got, they are all over the apartment. <laughs> when he sits down to do this song and you see him like on the side of the piano, he, like yeah. how long has he been making yeah. these fucking hands? Um, and I said... In addition to it being fun to watch, someone had the upper hand on Barney. It's also extra redemptive because Caitlin and I have talked about this, that basically all season, because Marshall's a married man now, he's left out of everything. Mm -hmm. And Marshall and Barney kind of make him the butt of a lot of jokes, like you're inexperienced or you're sheltered and you wouldn't get it or he doesn't get invited to things. And it's kind of felt like very poor Marshall and you kind of feel bad for him Mm -hmm. and you wonder if this is just going to be his character now where he's just kind of this like jokey um like this kind of butt of the joke Mm -hmm. uh but finally he's getting some fucking redemption he's taking the power yeah Yeah. it's it's awesome and it's like a it's a great it's a great payoff and we'll see more of that we'll see we'll see Marshall get the upper hand with Ted later on in a couple episodes and so he'll find that he'll come back up to level playing field with his two best friends and I think one of my favorite lines of the whole episode is <laughs> when he shows all the hands to Barney and he says, they're hands and they're turkeys. Do you get it? Because later we're going to eat turkey. And then I'm going to slap you in your face. <laughs> I just love how he says it. He like barely moves his mouth and he like doesn't blink. Jason Siegel's delivery is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, it is. Um, Barney's still acting unimpressed, but that'll that'll break to, break soon. So then Robin comes in, politely greets Ted, but too politely, so we know something weird has happened. A little tension in the air. A little tension. A little tension, right? They don't seem like it themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we get a split scene of Marshall and Ted, and then Robin and Lily, and they both say, something weird happened. I feel like if I hooked up with my ex, I wouldn't say something weird happened. Right, because it's not like, weird. Oh my god, you're not gonna believe what happened. Right, it's not weird. Nobody's surprised that exes right. hook up. Like it's not it like happens. that. It's not like that was out of the realm of possibility. Right. right, right. Okay, this is a perfect time for us to break for my interview with Bloody Date Nights Liz Richards Krebs. So enjoy. I am excited to introduce our special guest for this episode. She is the co-host of Bloody Date Night Podcast and a true Himyum fan in her own right. Welcome to Hey Beautiful, Liz Richards Krebs. Richards Krebs, yes. Well, spoiler alert, we started the podcast when we were dating and now we're married. Congratulations! Yay! So it's both the names. So it's both the names. So Liz Richards Krebs, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. I I am honored to discuss Slapsgiving. Oh. Like, what what a what an epic episode! I I'm touched to be considered iconic, iconic, iconic. 
classic. Yeah. Uh, season three, we were realizing, starts out a little bit slow. And yeah. now we've really hit the stride. We just did spoiler alert, which is... Yes, which is a jam. great one. Yeah, so now That's we have spoiler... Uh, now we have Slapsgiving, which is... Slapsgiving. Just all up uphill uh, from here. Oh, my God. Um, so for those of... Um, for our listeners who don't lo- know, mm-hmm. what is Bloody Date Night about? So uh, my boyfriend, now husband, uh, is a died like from the womb horror nerd. Ooh. That is his jam. Yeah. Um, and I saw a horror movie kind of behind my fingers when I was like seven years old and promptly swore off the entire genre. Mm. I was like, I'm never watching a horror movie again. But it's like such a huge part of his life. And... So we started this podcast where we work our way through the horror movie franchise canon together. We watch uh, a classic horror film that I've never seen, that Josh has seen a thousand times, wow. uh, separately. And then we don't discuss it until we get into their studio together. Um, so I always say that it's kind of like a horror movie slash relationships podcast. It's kind of about what happens when you have something that you really love mm-hmm. and bring it to the person that you really love and they're just going to hate it. And like, how do you merge those those things. Yeah, that's tough. And I mean, yeah. so how long have you, because you're married now, so how long have you yeah. all been doing it? We have done this podcast. This is going to be our fourth year. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of you watching things you hate. You know, it's, I've come to tolerate mm. some of them. I've always liked, I, I've always liked uh, Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. I love suspense. I love noir. Mm. I love all that, you know, that sort of. So I think horror movies that fit into that genre yeah. I liked. Also, I really enjoyed any of our like 90s teen slashers, like oh, Scream. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, Scream was great. Oof, that was like the uh, just the culture at the time. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's such a little time capsule. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are definitely things that I find and enjoy about some of them. And is the genre in general growing on you after four years or do you still go into every one with some dread? I th- A little bit of dread, but at least I know that there are sort of micro genres within the genre mm. that I will enjoy more. Like I said, I know I like a teen slasher. I don't love a, like torture porn. Like that doesn't do it. I don't like that. Thankfully we don't watch a lot of those. Yeah. Cause yeah, those, I feel like the story isn't all the, that interesting in those. Yeah. And Josh doesn't really like them either. Yeah. So we tend to avoid them. Thankfully we haven't done the Saw franchise for a very specific reason but, you know yeah Ugh. so um you said classic horror so is it mostly older stuff or do you, are you doing newer yeah. things too only only this year we started doing some newer stuff mm-hmm. um we we did babadook we did um oh the the, the witches but the oh yeah witch yeah yeah the witch um so we've done a couple of recent we really had to start off with like nightmare on elm street halloween friday the 13th child's play and then yeah. cycle back get your foundation laid yeah you have to know what everything's referencing mm-hmm. we didn't do scream for a while because it just references so much yeah 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 from these other uh other films yeah um what is the worst like the worst story most horrible laughable terrible one you've seen oh my god uh i think i really hated uh house of a thousand corpses is that rob zombie rob zombie doesn't do it for me yeah I, it, it's so speaking of a time capsule like that is a very that's like a very specific hot topic era yeah you know oh absolutely Um, and it's just it's a slog is that who else is in that with 
Um, That's not the Paris Hilton one. Paris Hilton is House of no. Wax, right? House of Wax okay. is Paris Hilton. Ugh. Stupid yeah. movie. It's, it's too much. Too much for me. Yeah. Now, so Caitlin and I are best friends. We are not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's the longest relationship I've probably it's, ever had. It's like a relationship. I get that. Yeah. Um, but when we watch... We obviously watch the show separately from each other. And also, like, it is so hard for me not to text her. She lives in a different state. I don't know how you see this movie and then <laughs> don't talk to your husband about it until you see it. Or until it's you record. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty hard sometimes. Uh, and usually he can tell what my mood is after movie because, God, what did we watch? <laughs> there was something, oh, um, oh, I can't, the name is escaping me. It's a recent horror movie. Everyone loved it. Uh, but anyway, it, it stressed me out so much. I was like, I gotta get up. I gotta, I gotta go clean the bathroom. That's what I'm gonna go do. And like, I have to run away. And, Yikes. You know, yeah. It's, but it, we also really record maybe, or really watch maybe a couple days before we record. Okay. So I don't have too much time that I have to sit on my, my feelings. That's good. Because sometimes we'll yeah. just be talking about something separate. And then I'll be, I'll be sitting in front of the show and I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot about this joke. And then she's like, shut up. Don't say anything else. So <laughs> I can't imagine sitting next to somebody and not being able to talk about it. So you you have more restraint than I do. Uh, it's really hard. And we, we did used to watch them on like separate nights. Like we couldn't watch them together because I would ask too many questions. So now I just have to like sit on my hands basically. But I guess you guys have an advantage in that you guys have both seen the series yeah. so much. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we go in. A little less hot than you coming into yeah, horror yeah. movies. Oh, my God. Coming in totally blind. So what would you say is the scariest one you guys have done so far? The one that, like, haunted your dreams? Mm, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pretty, pretty scary. There's just, there's, it's the screaming. I can't do that much screaming. It really upsets me. It's really grimy, too. I feel like it's a very grimy yes. movie. Yes, it is. It's, it smells. Ew, yeah, you can smell you know, that like movie. It smells it. Yeah. Foul. Ooh, God. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there's this French horror movie called High Tension. I don't know if Josh probably knows it. A problem. Um, and it's, of course, like about a psycho lesbian killer, so of course I know about it. But, uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, sorry everybody, but it is so bloody that I had to, like, fast forward through maybe a full, like, 45-minute chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, there, I can't, I'm physically sick from this. Like, I cannot do this. Yeah, yeah well, you know what's funny is because I used to be a stage manager. Mm. So I did a lot of, like, backstage, special effects, oh, cool. blood effects. So that doesn't, blood doesn't phase me yeah. that much because I know that it's fake and I know how it works. Yeah. Um, so something like uh, Suspiria, I love. Mm. I mean, it's very bloody, but it's very beautiful. It's very yeah. artistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artistic blood all over the place. You appreciate the blood craft, if you will. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the, the <laughs> screaming in pain, because you're like, oh, that's the, literally what people sound like. That's a thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, so in honor of How I Met Your Mother, how did you and Josh meet? Oh, my God. It's very New York and very adorable. Oh, I can't actually. Wait. So we both have friends who work for the theater development fund hmm. and they bought a block of tickets for a Broadway show called Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, like a three and a half hour play. <laughs> and they can only buy tickets in even numbers. So it was this thing where like my friends had bought tickets and had one extra and mm-hmm. his friends had bought tickets and had one extra. And we ended up being in the seats that were next to each other. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that it was is so very sweet. cute. We uh, and I was late to the show too <gasps> because that's yeah. Well, I was late because true to my form, I was talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm very uh, outgoing. Yeah, I always have friends everywhere I go, and so I got too caught up talking to people at the other end of the theater. Yeah, and I missed getting to my seat until the first intermission. Again, it's three and a half hour show. There's two intermissions, and wow. so I. I'm going into my seat, and there's, like, this elderly couple, the space where my seat is, and Josh. And I climb over the elderly couple, and Josh turns to them, and he goes, see, I told you she didn't stand me up. And I go, shut up. I don't know you. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, he's actually kind of cute. And now we have all this time to talk. So, um... Yeah, so that's how we met. That's so sweet. Isn't that cute? That is like adorable. Yeah, that's like a full Ted Mosby kismet situation. Yeah, it is. It's very New York. It's very serendipitous. It's we're just we're cute. We're very cute. (laughs) And so, and how soon after you guys got together did you decide to do the podcast, or was this his idea? It was his idea. We actually did it as a live comedy show. So Josh is also a comedian. Oh, cool. And the comedy theater where he does shows had the space open up. They're like, oh, we got a stage booked for an hour and a half. Somebody wants to come in. And we did a show called Josh and Liz Watch Return of the Living Dead, um, where it was basically what our show is now. And I yeah. just sat there and asked questions about why zombies happen, because I don't really understand zombies as a concept. Yeah, yeah. And this guy saw it, and he goes, this is really funny, but it's not a stage show, because it's a podcast. And he had a studio. Like, it was very... You know, I'm going to make you a star, kid. And I, wow. I don't know. Yeah. And so that was, we'd probably been dating a couple of years at that point. Okay. Um, yeah. Because we were, the podcast has been four years. We've been together about eight years total. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Very nice. And so this guy that, um, the studio you record in, he must record other podcasts too. Like, is it a full network? Yes. We have a little mini network of New York City podcasts. Cool. Um, yeah, we have uh, The Bitch Seat, which is about uh, kind of like a grown-up show-and-tell of things you wrote when you were a child. Oh, cool. There's It's delightful. Um, Choose Your Character, which like a queer woman's take on video games. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah, they're real fun, and they're, they're new, and we have a wrestling podcast. There's all sorts of, of different people in our That's role. awesome. Yeah, very cool. Fun. All right, so let's talk about How I Met Your Mother, because that's why we're yes, here, right? that's why let's, we're here. Let's get into it. Um, how did you find How I Met Your Mother? Okay, this is also a very New York-y sort of thing. When I moved to New York, what, 10 years ago, I didn't have cable. I just had, like, this little tiny TV that I you know, screwed into the basic channels on the wall. Mm. And I got home from work at 6.30, and there were two episodes of How I Met Your Mother at 6.30 and at 7 o'clock. Um, so that's what I watched because there was nothing else on those three channels for me to watch. And I had heard about it and I thought I would like it. And so then eventually when I had um, Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I was able to go back. I kind of binged the whole rest of the previous seasons. And then one day I could afford cable and I could watch everything that was new because I was getting mostly reruns mm, and then right, a new right. episode, you know. Uh, so I was trying to, like, piece everything together. So I didn't watch much of it in order. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very so cool. That was, yeah, that's how I came to it. It's always fascinating to hear how people find it. And then also, for everyone we've talked to, it kind of has, like, this space in their life. Like, maybe that was, 
you know, like a nice routine for you when you first moved to the city. Yeah. Like it just, I can see that, like how it just sort of slid in there. It's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, I would have been like a couple years out of college, like new to a city. Of course that's what it was. Yeah. You know, it was good. It was your friends. Yeah. And it's your city that you're living in. Yeah. So. That was fun too. That's so cool. We, we feel a little New York-y. Yeah. So what do you love most about the show? You know, I like their friendship. I think that it's very relatable, especially as they go through rough patches and growing pains and all of those things. I also have found it really refreshing, especially as I've gotten older, Lily and Marshall, to see like a married couple that enjoys each other's presence and is supportive of each other. Yeah. And I feel like you don't get that on a lot of sitcoms, especially from this era. Um, you know, two people who are, like, smart and well-matched and enjoy each other's presence and are very supportive. And, like, yeah. their whole friend group is very supportive. And I just really... I enjoy that specifically. Yeah, yeah that's... It, it, you're right. It's so great to see because usually it's like, oh, the nagging wife. And exactly. The dumb husband and the nagging wife. Right. And we have nothing in common... Right. But our parts fit together, so we got married. Like, that's right. That's so true. So it's, it is so cool to see them be friends as well as lovers. Um, yeah. Is there a character that you identify with more than others? I probably Lily. Yeah. I would say um, a little bit of an optimist with a little bit of credit card debt. <laughs> um, and I'm also the, um, I'm definitely the like mama hen organizer planner yeah. of my group of friends. Oh, I'm actually an event planner by day. Oh. So especially like Slapsgiving, like I am the oh. one who's running around making sure the centerpieces and the appetizers and everything is where it is supposed to be. And yeah. why isn't everyone here? And now it's time to take the photo. Like that is me yeah. at all of my gatherings. So I identify with that. <laughs> Super fun, right? <laughs> yeah, that's me. So fun. Very organized fun. You yes. know what? Everyone has a better time. I'm, a, I'm gonna, the mama too. I get it. Yeah, you're going to have fun when I tell you to have fun, okay? Yeah. <laughs> From 3 to 4.30, and then we're going to have dinner. Precisely. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, all right, so this is one question that I asked you to actually come prepared for, because it takes yes. some thinking. Um, we would like you to rank the five core characters best to worst or worst to best whichever order you'd like okay um I'm she has go- notes friends i do I, I brought my little pad love it um because i did do some thinking about this yeah so uh best to worst i'm gonna say marshall number is, one is quite pure uh then lily mm-hmm. then i'm gonna say barney okay robin and ted yeah. I, I imagine Ted is everyone's. Nah. Um, you would think, but a lot of people put Lily dead last. They cannot really? get over San Francisco. Cannot get over mm. it. Hate her guts. Wow. Wow. As, as a Lily uh, identifier, that's yeah. hurtful. hurtful. I mean, I I forgive San Francisco. I, get, I, I do, too. I love her. She was number two on my list until mm. I saw all these credit card episodes again, and I'm like, ooh. That slip. is pretty bad. That she is might slip. Pretty rough. Yeah, I don't know. Like Robin's selfishness mm-hmm. really drops her down for me because mm-hmm. Barney, for all of his terrible uh, pig-headed actions and ideas, I think he wants to do the right thing a lot of the time and just doesn't have the tools. 
He was like fully raised by wolves. Like he does yeah. not know how to do it. For, yeah. Sometimes he's being gross, but a lot of the times he's trying to get there and just takes the worst. And he way. just yeah, he just like doesn't know how to get. He sees yeah. A and B, and then it's like that Family Circle comic, you know, and they wind around. It's around the tree and up the tree. It's that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good old Barney. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. Ted. <sighs> yeah, he's he's. Season three is tough for him because he's single, and so he's just doing all kinds yeah. of really gross stuff. So I'm like, meh. That's the, yeah, it's the selfishness, and he knows better. Mm-hmm. That's worse mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, the, the two combined is tough. Mm-hmm. Is there an episode that you love more than others? Is there one that stands out for you? Is it Slapsgiving? Is it another one that's like a top, top? I mean, can I go further into the season? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just oh. say the name of the episode, and we can talk about it, and I'll cut it out. Um, it's the, the How Your Mother Met Me. Oh, same. I love that so one. So good. God, so well done. All right, so this interview is going to air during our recap of the epic Slapsgiving, <sighs> home of Slap number three. Yes. So let's talk about that episode. Um, what stands out for you in this episode in general? What do you love about it? Well, I like that... You know, I already said I have such a soft spot for Marshall. Marshall gets to be mean. He never gets to be this... I mean, he does every once in a while, but, like, it's so delicious. Yeah, he rarely has the upper hand. Yes. And also, he gets to make so many puns. Oh, my God. So many puns. Like, I love... And Marshall is enjoying it so much. Just to the point of getting annoyed. And then it's fine. Then it gets resolved, and all the tension breaks, and and you get to move forward. Yeah. I mean, really, for everybody, because then you also get um, everything going on with Ted and Ted and Robin. Um, mm-hmm. I've always loved the the salutes. Yeah, I love that when Robin yeah. does like the little half salute and then puts her hand down. Heartbreaking. I oh, know. I forgot about that. All right. So, what is your legendary moment from Slapsgiving? Uh, well, I feel like it's gotta be the song you just got slapped (laughs) and if i have to go one further than that it's when barney harmonizes within you just got slapped which is beautiful beautiful Um, i get to see him when he did hedwig (gasps) really oh my gosh it was so good Oh, oh God! When it was that's amazing. He was fantastic, and he has amazing legs. He's jumping around these giant heels, just jumping oh off of set pieces. It was incredible. Other things that I really loved about the episode: I love Robin's older boyfriend. Oh my God! What is his name? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Bob sounds about right. I think it's Bob. Would they show that tiny clip of him before he transforms into the aging man? He's hot. Also, oh, I'm yeah. sure you guys are going to talk about this, but can we talk about Robin's clothes in this episode? I haven't, wa- I haven't rewatched yet, but let's Ooh. let's. Oh, there's some ruffle blouses. Season three, I don't know what there's happened. Some, like, there's a V-neck sweater vest going on. Woof. I'm sure they were burned into my brain. As soon as I see them, I'm going to like recoil. It's so of the era. And when I was like, oh yes, I remember people wore those things, those little mm-hmm. sassy hats. Oh yeah. The hats. What were yeah. we doing? What? Why? Why did we need a sassy hat? There was just too much sass flying around. So much. And look, I don't have a face for hats like that. <laughs> Why did I try? <laughs> hats. 
Hats and low-rise jeans are not oh, allowed to come back. No, no. You know, they keep trying to do those low-rise jeans, and dear God. No, I want one buttons up, like, right under my bra. Like, ideally. Yeah, yeah, all the way up. All yeah, the way up. Yeah, just just spanks me in. Keep it all where it belongs, <laughs> exactly. please. Thank you. God. No one wants that. They look good on no one. No, anyway, no, no, no. Unless you have, like, an eight-foot-long torso. Well, and if you don't, they make you look like you have an eight-foot-long torso. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it's not a great Those look. are invented by men. Yeah. I, uh, I was working at an event recently, and these high school kids came in, and they had frosted tips. Two, no. two boys had frosted tips. One was wearing a visor, too, and I honestly thought it was one of those, like, Guy Fieri uh, wigs. The hats. Hat. It wasn't. It was his real hair. And it, let's not bring that back. My blood just went cold. It's awful. I, that I think cannot it's happen because again. They were so young they didn't experience the first time. But no. God, I remember sitting and having my mom pull hair through a cap. The cap, yes. You thread the individual pieces. Um, and I, getting a full skunk stripe. Yeah. Ooh. Oh I did God. I did the sun in on my oh, hair, which is yeah. great because I have uh dark red hair. Like <laughs> and uh Sun in loves that. How'd that go? Ooh, orange is how it went. You know, my two blonde, <laughs> my two blonde friends, they look cute. I'm like a little, little yeah, no. Scooby-Doo. Look at a little Scooby-Doo over here. Yeah, it was not oh good. Oh, my God. Like, let's just not bring that fashion back. Yeah, right? And now season three, like, went off the rails. Like, it was cute for, like, two seconds when Robin got back from Argentina. Yeah. And then it with, just, With a little like, handkerchief hems a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, I guess I didn't remember the fashion being that striking until I'm looking at it now going, oh, God. Oh, why didn't we do the, that? The internet has just, like, neutralized things. Like, yeah. There is no really, there are no bold choices anymore. Like, everything's kind of, like, standard pieces. Everyone, and I kind of miss the ugly a little bit because mm-hmm. at least it was fun. Yeah. But also, the clothes are ugly, and I have to talk about it. I have to mention it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I love an ugly print, but an ugly print on a classic shape. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. God, this was amazing. Well, thanks. This was so fun. And I saw you're going to do. So you're doing some sort of meetup in the city, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, June. Yeah, June fifth. I'm not doing anything. I'll have to keep <gasps> up and come by. That'd be so fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. Yes, we're obviously going to be at McGee's. Gosh. Duh. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for sitting down with me today. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I could do this all day. Yay, same. Where can people find you and your fantastic horror podcast? You can find us everywhere at Bloody Date Night. That's on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and all of your fine podcatcher resources. And are there some of your favorite episodes that you think people should check out? Uh, People who love horror movies love our episode on Sleepaway Camp. Hmm. Um, I I don't know why, between you and me, (laughs) um, but people seem to love it. So that's a great one to start with. Uh, And if you're not a horror person but you still want to listen to it, um, in the month of April, I make Josh watch movies that I love that he's never seen. Ooh. As a great little turnaround, this past April we did Repo, The Genetic Opera, and Heavenly Creatures, <gasps> uh, which are also <laughs> delightful to check out. Uh, Josh hated Heaven, or, uh, hated Repo, uh, which is very fun. So. Heavenly Creatures is, is, is Kate Winslet, right? Yes, Kate Winslet and Melanie Linsky in their first no. film roles. That's a pretty creepy movie for you to choose for your free month. I know. Well, I love uh, true crime. 
And this was a movie that was on Lifetime all the time when I yeah. was uh, in high school. I was obsessed with this crime. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty fun. That was definitely like a, a sexual awakening for me yeah. as well. Then it's like, oh, there's like a mom death. This is this is a lot. It's, it's <laughs> a, a very lot gay movie, which I didn't realize because yeah. I was watching it on TV so often. Mm. And they kind of tamp down on a lot of that. And then I was rewatching. I was like, oh, wow, they're like making out a lot. Making out, killing moms. Yeah, that's what they do. It's just what we do. <laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you again for chatting with us, everybody. Thanks, this was so fun. Go check out Bloody Date Night. Please, come check us out. Yay! Thank you again to Liz for coming on the show. Um, we hope to see you in New York City, and we really appreciate you sitting down with us to talk about your show, our show, and everything in between. So now we know something weird has happened and we get a flashback to pie making. Um, Ted talks about how awkward it was and how weird it is when you're friends with an ex and you're left alone together. And apparently he thinks that the only things to talk about are basically the relationship or how weird it's been since the relationship. Not like, hey, how's your job? Or <laughs> what happened to the four dogs? You know, that <laughs> kind of stuff. like simple questions people want to know. You know, they went to a farm. Mm, yeah, I know. So I heard. <laughs> Which farm? Her 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 lovers, <laughs> her aunt and her lovers' farm upstate. Yeah, likely story. That's <laughs> anyway. We know where the dogs are. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> you think that's a lie? I don't think she know. fucking killed them all. I, I like, don't. No, I don't think she killed horrible. them. I think she just dropped them off at the pound. Stop! And she told them, but she made up this fake lesbian aunt with a farm. Yeah. Anyway, that's a I whole. I mean, how many lesbian aunts have farms bitch, and extra dogs? Bitch. You know? <laughs> we literally just babysat my mom's dog for three weeks, and we have thirty chickens right now. So. <laughs> Pot, kettle, you black. The whole time, it's just super awkward. They're missing each other's signals. She's yawning for him to leave, but he interprets it as, oh, I'm so exhausted. I really need help with these pies. Um, And then he makes this awkward comment about how much sex they had last year on Thanksgiving. Like the specific number? Come on, Ted. Let it go, man. You know? There is, yeah. There's shit that you don't talk about, right? Mm. You don't talk about the sex. Nope. (laughs) Um, so this whole time while Robin is talking to Lily, of course, she's running around the kitchen, trying to do stuff, hinting at Robin that she needs help. But of course, Robin's just drinking wine and not really paying attention. She's just in her feelings. She's telling the story about how awkward Ted was. Still, help a bitch out. Because I I was feeling Lily right there. I mean, she definitely could have released some tension by smashing the That's right. That's right. Um... In the flashback, I really love Ted's shirt. It's like this olive green. It has like, it almost looks like an army-ish kind of shirt with like this cool little falcon hawk bird on it. It's like an emblem almost. And then Robin has little ducks or chickens or something on her sweatshirt. So Mm -hmm. it's like they both have birds on. So it's like they're connected. Costume designers do think that deeply about things. Girls from the Midwest don't. <laughs> so I would just say that's a stretch. But well, I, had, I know that you know more than I do, so I do believe you. I had to hop in with a little bit of the costume stuff. I, I have a comment about the costume. Okay. I think 
that Robin's shirt at Thanksgiving was garbage. Wasn't it? Yes. With the fucking Ew. satin and then the little weird. bow and then the yeah, black the lace. So weird. It was weird, right? I feel it like was... even in oh, 2007 it was weird. It was also whatever. like, and I was also wondering, who were you dressing like that for? Like, because she had Bob coming, but then also Ted. Because that was like low cut for a... She was dressing like that for no one. For a Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? Weird shirt. (laughs) So you don't think it was her trying to be sexy? I mean, it was a failed attempt, even back then. But it was like shiny silk and then black lace. Very Canadian, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot. Showing up like a whore at American Thanksgiving. (laughs) Classic Canadian move. Classic Canadian move. So, um, oh yeah, I, I literally said right after that is, is the thing about her shirt. So that's really funny. Um, so they're making these pies. And as a baking side note, because I know this is props and whatever, and we're not supposed to pay too much attention, but I was disgusted by what was happening with all her pies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First of all, the pie crusts. You're, there's, everything's supposed to be cold, but they're just, like, working these warm pie crusts with their fingers and, yeah. like, melting all the butter in them, and ugh, they looked terrible. And then Robin is just spreading canned pumpkin from the can just into the pie crust. Is that what that pie was? Crust. I wasn't sure what that was because it was a weird color to me. It was, it was the color of unseasoned <laughs> pumpkin in the jar. It looked like, like In the can. Strawberry jam to me, but like not jam. Like it was like too dark, right? So I real I looked and I was weird. like, oh my god, she's making pumpkin pie, but they just had her doing it straight out of the can, and I was like physically sick. They're like you know what you do? You just take the can of pumpkin and just dump it, in dump there, it in, smooth it around. And then in the background, there's Ted with like three slices of apple and a pie crust, just just shaking cinnamon all over it. I was like, oh my God, these pies are going to be horrible. Which is why you don't trust them with Thank the you. See, I was right. It comes back. I was right. Um, anyway, through all of this, we find out that they are in fact making a pie for Bob, which I think is nice. But also, they've only been on three dates. I don't think that that was necessary. But the guys are way too upset about it. That's how I feel. Well, <clears throat> if you're newly dating somebody and you like them and they're away from home for a, a traditional holiday, that's like, true. why not make them a pie if it's that's doable? That is true. You know? If you're already making pies yeah. and that's his favorite pie, that's a yeah. nice thing to do. Good right? job, Robin. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Boys are wrong. The guys the are being are right on this. absolute dicks about that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, that makes it weirder because Robin didn't tell him it was for Bob. But then Ted gets really upset that it's for Bob. So there's clearly a whole thing that they're still not really past this. Ted goes off on this huge, I'm not jealous thing, where he's just making fun of Bob really, really harshly. And then tries to pass it off as just joking around, when clearly he's trying to be mean. Maybe he doesn't know it. But it's a little gaslighty. And um, he compares it to Barney bringing people around, as if that's... Even close to the same same. thing? Not the same. And I was so proud of her for snapping back because, first Mm -hmm. of all, you know, she says, we're not sleeping together, we're just dating. And Ted rolls his eyes like she's lying about that, (laughs) and I wanted to fucking rip his eyeballs out. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's when his life would have ended. (laughs) Like, fuck you. First of all, don't assume things about me, and it's none of your freaking business. Um, And then she says... Which is totally true, is that she has not said or acted jealous about Mm -hmm. 
anything that Ted has done in the past few months, uh, specifically about his quote-unquote parade of dubious conquests, which I love. <laughs> yeah. One of whom got him a fucking tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah. What a conquest. Because he's acting like this higher, holier-than-thou person when all Robin did was date a slightly older guy. Yeah. Trash, Ted. And bring him to Thanksgiving, though. I mean, that's... I mean, yes, that's a little bit weird, but Ted, you are not immune to that, and we will talk about that at a later date. Random skank lane. Anyway, they finally again get to the point where, what are we even friends? So it just keeps coming back to the idea of, are we, what is this? What are we doing? Is this just like we're sort of preserving this when we when we shouldn't be? Mm-hmm. And so Ted goes to leave. Robin feels bad. Oh, we're so friends. Like just trying so hard to make it work when there's still stuff they haven't worked out. And then all of a sudden they're making out. And then we find out they slept together. Crazy. Color me surprised. Gasp. Right? Just so surprising. All that fighting building up. You could <laughs> never suspect it. Um, and we get the birth of the Relapse Five. Good job, Barney. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. So Lily gives a full rundown of the situation that they're about to enter into as soon as Bob arrives. And she asks Robin why she's trying to destroy American Thanksgiving, which I love. <laughs> and, um, of course, Ted and Robin haven't talked about this at all. And so Robin goes and tries to bring it up, but it sets Ted off because Robin words it as, I'm not angry that we had sex. And so he gets really offended by that. And then the mushrooms go down. Oh, no. The slapatizers. <laughs> yeah. So then we see just all the fucking chaos happening that has nothing to do with actual Thanksgiving. Lily gets really pissed um, because, again... She just wants to relax. Marshall says he's going to help. But instead of putting on classical music, he puts down he puts on the final hour of the final countdown of the slop countdown. Beeps and all. Beeps and all. And that is the last straw. There will be no fucking slaps today. I mean, Barney almost uh, Barney loses it pretty good during yeah. the, during that Beginning of the last hour countdown. Yeah, he finally snaps. Mm -hmm. Marshall feels absolutely vindicated. (laughs) First you see his face twitching, right? And and Marshall says that maybe he slaps him so hard that it breaks this time slap continuum. (laughs) So great. And she's just so pissed because she's trying so hard to have their first grown-up Thanksgiving. And it's definitely a Lily character thing to kind of be very fixated on what it means to be an adult and to act like adults when you're supposed to and nobody is even trying to make this important like she really thinks this is an important day and and no one's even trying to help so I think this is the point where Marshall really understands that he he's fucked up pretty bad um, meanwhile, in comes Bob in the middle of all of this and everyone's just like hey Bob and then goes right back to screaming at each other so he's just completely inconsequential. Cool guy with the jello shot. Cool guy with the fucking hey jello shots. What a douche. I stand by it. Um, so then Ted and Robin uh, have been shoved into a bedroom to work out their problems by Lily. Without having sex or they'll skip dessert. That's right. 
But looking at those pies, I'd probably just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck. We know those pies are trash. Um, and it feels like a scene got cut down here because we j- jump right into Robin saying, what is this? We can't even be alone together. So it's like their passion or their anger or something kind of swelled up again. I don't know what we missed. Mm. I feel like they might have kissed again or something. And it got cut for time. I don't mm. really know. But if you watch it, like the momentum seems... Seems like they're coming off of something big hmm. that happened again. Um, might be wrong. But that to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like something more got cut out that wasn't necessary there. <sighs> and so they have, again, this conversation of, okay, we're not together, but are we really friends? We avoid each other. You know, we're, we're kind of just, and, and Ted puts it, that... Um, they pretend to be friends because it would be inconvenient not to, which makes sense mm-hmm. because this group is like very close knit, very codependent, mm-hmm. um, and it would be tough. It would it would disrupt everybody else in addition to themselves, and and that's why they just they keep pretending like that. And that's probably true for you, like being on a sports team with people, right? Like you just kind of have to get over it and yeah, and deal with it, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they decide that they're just going to get through dinner. And after that, go their separate ways, I guess. I mean, does that mean Robin's out of the group? Sounds like she's going to be kind of move, like stepping back. Maybe she'll still see Lily. I don't know what they think that's going to mean in that moment. I'm sure in that moment she was like well, yeah, we're still going to be best friends i just don't have to deal with you ted <laughs> yeah right right it won't be any more five people hangs mm-hmm. in the bar mm-hmm. um so they head out to dinner and the mood is a lot more somber than it should be at thanksgiving you know between the two of them and then lily's pissed at the end of the table and marshall isn't eating and he clearly feels really bad and Barney's kind of gloating because he's not going to get slapped. Barney feels real safe. Real A safe. A little too safe. Yeah. Fucks himself real bad. <laughs> no kidding. Because he could have just said nothing. Nothing. The yeah. other option was just say nothing. Yeah. But it's Barney. <laughs> yeah. Impossible. And so um, another one of my favorite lines is, you know, Marshall gives the floor to Lily asking her if she'd like this, he, if the chef would like to say a few words about all she did and she just says, nope, this sucks. Eat up and leave. And picks up this giant turkey leg and fucking grabs a bite of it. I got to make a gif of that because that's one of my favorite moments on this show. I said, it's very me. I just get the fuck out of my house. You've tested me too far. But then Marshall uses his big Midwestern heart to make everyone realize what a, what a special day it is. And he talks about all the hard work Lily did, not just making the dinner, but also making this new tradition. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit like we've talked about before about um, the characters kind of knowing they're in a story. So he says, we're going to do this next year and the year after and probably for the rest of our lives. So they can kind of see the story of their Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. in front of them. And um, we see Robin and Ted, they're kind of looking at each other and they seem kind of sad, like they're going to miss out on that stuff. You know, and I was thinking during this toast and, you know, like the... Sitting around Thanksgiving dinner table, Ted looked at Robin a little too long every time he looked at her. Mm. And if I were Bob, right, I'd be like, 
what the hell? Yeah. I'd be like, dude, relax. Yeah. But Bob doesn't pick up on anything. Yeah, Bob's just like, where's the jello shot? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, there was, I mean, how could you not? The, the lingering gaze. Pick like, up on that energy the whole time. Just, yeah. Just that adorable shirt. <laughs> just that fucking adorable shirt. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, and so they seem really sad with each other, but it's also at this point that it kind of sinks in that this group is very special. And I think neither of them want to jeopardize that for themselves Mm -hmm. or the other person because they care Mm -hmm. about that person. So it's like they sort of uh, subconsciously make the pact to get the fuck over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's evident in when Bob says major buzzkill, they both salute without even thinking about it. Easily. Piece of cake. Major buzzkill. Yep. And we find out that Marshall was right because future Ted tells us that Real friendship is an involuntary reflex, which I love. You know, that their friendship was bigger than than this short-ish mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's why we go to Aunt Lily and Uncle Marshall's every year. So now we know that this has really become a tradition and that we've seen the beginning of it. Meanwhile, like I said, Barney fucks up his own day with his frickin' You could have just said nothing. His damn hubris. <laughs> So he opens that slap countdown for the last 20 seconds, and he's just bragging and rubbing it in Marshall's face. Like, he doesn't know the slap bet commissioner is it right there. Is married to the person he's taunting. Exactly. And so, in the last five seconds, Lily changes her ruling. <laughs> slap him. Slap him. Slap the shit out of him, baby. <laughs> and over he goes, and we get a great Neil Patrick Harris slapstick moment of, over the couch, onto the table, fucking breaks the table. <laughs> and of course, Marshall has thought of the perfect way to end this. <laughs> he says, Ted, lights! <laughs> and they all gather around the piano for a Hymium classic, You Just Got Slapped. A song that we will see come back a few times. And now we've had the third of five slaps. And... Possibly the best part is Barney jumping in, singing vocals, backup vocals. <laughs> Couldn't help himself. On the song about <laughs> him getting slapped. Yeah. Even while he's in pain. Yep. <laughs> it just moved him. Yep. <laughs> just had to. Yeah. And then in the final clip, we see them all doing dishes, and they all do the salute. So now it's grown from just a, a Ted and Robin thing that they all hate to a full Everyone's friendship joke. Yeah. So what'd you think? It was excellent. Yeah? Yeah, I was so excited when you told me that I, I might need to be a guest star today because I love this Lapsgiving episode. Yay, good. It's one of my favorites. Do you think about a, a legendary moment? Um, yeah, I think my legendary moment was after Marshall slaps <laughs> Barney and yells, Ted, lights! <laughs> you like that? He's just ready to set up the song. Yeah. It's like, oh, and guess what? <laughs> I've also written a song. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, it was great. Oh, for me, God, all of it was so good. I think I'm going to give it, I mean, the song is incredible. I'm sure someone will say the song. But I think I'm going to give it to all the little ways Marshall works slap into the day. Yeah. Even when it's as simple as, wow, that, was, that must be a real slap in the face. <laughs> Just every time he does it, the slapatizers, yeah. slaps giving, it's 
got to be that. And that's it. Nice. Thank you for being my guest host today. Hey, thanks for being my wife. Oh, I know it's almost past your bedtime, but now I really the appreciate Bruins it. are on. Oh, the Bruins. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna let Liz off the hook, and I will be back with our legendary moments. All right, we have a lot of legendary moments tonight. Our first one comes from Danielle. And Danielle says, I love any and all slapping episodes. Uh, And her favorite moment, her legendary moment, is definitely the song after the slap, especially the fact that Bob, the old dude, is using his cell phone while Ted and Robin, the young hip crowd, use actual lighters. I adore Jason Segel and his Hemium songs and anytime he sings slash harmonizes with NPH. Good one, Danielle. Our next one comes from Ryan, who's one of our Patreon members. And just remember, any level of Patreon means you get your entire email read. So Ryan says, hello, all my Hemium friendos. Slaps freaking giving. There are at least like three moments that I'm sure will be brought up by lots of people because this episode rules. But I'm going to go for one line that still floors me to this day that I literally use all the time, and it's delivered by Bob. Whenever my wife makes jello shots to bring somewhere or we have people over i have to say we got jello shots we's gonna get silly bitches in bob's old guy voice no matter how hard my wife rolls her eyes at me it's one of my favorite lines from the show and i couldn't pass up the opportunity to bring it up i'd totally invite bob to my thanksgiving if he's down to party like that have a good two weeks, ladies. Your bud, Ryan. Oh, such a good one. And I always laugh when they pan out, like, to the next cut, and you see Barney high-five Bob, and he's just, like, frozen in this, like, jolly high-five. It's it's an amazing little uh, little moment that you might miss if you're not paying attention. So go back and watch Bob just really relish that high-five. Okay, next up is Lisa, and she's another one of our patrons. And Lisa says, I finally caught up. Woo! Yay, Lisa. It only took two months, but I finally made it. I'm literally so excited right now that I can finally be in the hype of each episode's release right when it comes out. This is my first email that will be read, so I will try my hardest to keep this brief. It's really hard because, spoiler alert, my one quality is definitely my long-windedness. Well, you're a patron, so be long-winded all you want. She says, I'm not as bad as Kathy when I talk, but when I write, shit just pours out and I can't stop. Ooh, girl, same. Lady writer over here. Anyway, so uh, Lisa says, I love literally every Thanksgiving or holiday-themed episode because they are generally over-exaggerated and super funny. This one does not disappoint. And plus, who doesn't love a good slap-themed episode? I could have done without the Robin and Ted BS. Yeah, same. Uh, But no one or episode is perfect. You will get to see that I am not the biggest fan of them together in any form. Ugh. It especially hit a hit home. Because I have been in the not wanting to let go of hooking up with an ex because you don't think it will be weird since your friends thing. Nope, it is weird. Move on. Yes. That was the whole point of this whole thing is that they finally needed to deal with it. But anyway, anywho, I don't want this to be too long, so I got to cut to the chase. 
My legendary moment is obviously You Just Got Slapped. That song is absolutely amazing, and I love any time Jason and Neil get to bust out a tune. I'm assuming I'm not alone on this, so I will spare you. LOL. That's three. Your new friend, Lisa. Oof, what a good one. Okay, this one is from a new legendary moment writer inner. So I'm going to read the whole thing because there's some cute stuff in here. Uh, This is from Scott. And Scott says, hey, Scott. Hey, Scott Malone here. We've spoken on Twitter. Big Himium fan. Quick backstory. We watch it every year all the way through. We started that before it even ended. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a big binger and start over. I was doing that before it ended, too. Uh, We started with the pilot on New Year's Eve and watch a couple episodes a night until we're done. It's a great tradition. I love that idea. That's awesome. He also says his son's name is Marshall. And he says, our other son, Callan, just by dumb luck, was born on Ted Mosby's birthday. That is crazy, Scott. All right, so Scott says, I know it's this week's episode, but the legendary moment from Slapsgiving for me is Marshall's You Just Got Slap song. I mean, it's so good. And makes another appearance in the final season. Yes, it does. And that's all we will say about that. And then Scott ends with, thanks for all you guys do. Really enjoying the podcast. Cheers, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Next up is Susan. And Susan said, this episode was so hard to pick a moment. So my legendary moment is the whole freaking episode. Amen, Susan. Ain't no shame in that. Next up is Russell, another one of our patrons, and he says, Hey, beautiful ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is Marshall's song at the end. How could you not love that song? Talk to you later, Russell. Yeah, that's a a pretty popular one here. The next legendary moment is from Tish, another one of our patrons, and she says, Hi, K&K. The running joke between Ted and Robin will always be my legendary moment for this episode and the ending when the whole group does it. I may or may not do this salute joke with my friends who also watched Himyum. It also helps to make the episode so much better now that Alec explained where the joke comes from. Yeah, right? By the way, I love my mug and can't wait to use it and get my shirt when I return from Vegas. As always, regards, Tish. Yay, Tish. Thank you so much for checking out our merch and and picking up some stuff that you like. Zazzle.com slash HeyBeautifulPod, everybody. Next up is another patron, Bobby Joe, and Bobby says, Hello, my legendary moment for Slapsgiving is Marshall's song, of course, at the end. Barney joining in with the harmonies is perfection. Hope you're both doing well. Solid, solid one, Bobby. Uh, Next up, we have Bethany, who is another one of our patrons. And Bethany says, Hello, beautiful ladies. Congrats and well done on the HB merch. Oh, thank you so much. Bethany says, this episode is probably one of my favorites in the entire series, naturally. This week's legendary moment of mine is Ted and Robin's inside joke of saluting when military ranks are used in sentences. Due to this show, my sisters and I also do this, and so it always makes me smile. Honorable mention to Marshall's slapsgiving and his beautiful song at the end. Stay beautiful, Bethany. Thanks, Bethany. Those are all really good ones. Next up, it's our international friend Abha, all the way from India, writing in. She has a couple legendary moments. The first uh, is the escalation of when Ted and Robin start fighting to when they end up sleeping together. Uh, She says they hug to call it a truce and trust you me. I feel both of them didn't want to let go of the hug. And that's the reason they start kissing and end up sleeping together. It's extremely tough to draw a line in situations like these, especially when you are love. You are in love. 
I don't blame them, but yeah, it was a terrible idea. Amen. And then her other favorite moment or her other legendary moment is the whole conversation with Marshall and Barney. She says it's very well written by Matt Kuhn. And this is um, the whole lead up to uh, Barney sort of snapping and uh, admitting that he's scared about getting hit and eventually Lily deciding no slaps will be had. And she says, Barney's performance is amazing as he reveals how tortured he feels when the time of slaps giving arrives. Oh, and the slap as well. And the way Barney falls, breaking the side table and a song. So everyone loves the song. Of course, it is a, a true hymnum classic. And last but not least, we have Dan from the UK writing in. And Dan says, hey, beautifuls. Um, oh, and he, he's also a patron. What an episode. So full of LMs, I don't know where to start. Is it Marshall's evil smile as he starts to tease Barney about getting slapped? Robin's face as she watches Marshall teasing, teasing Barney? Lily's this sucks, eat up and leave. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an honorable mention for me. Or D, Marshall's song. No, for me, it's major buzzkill. It's cheesy, I know, and not everyone will like it, but I like the reconciliation. Bob's description of his family Thanksgiving reminds their involuntary selves that there is something bigger than them. Dan. That's so true. Yeah, I think um, I had focused on on Marshall's speech kind of reminding them, but you're so right that they they hear Bob and, and then sort of understand that it could be a whole lot worse and that this is this is truly a magical thing that that Lily has created and that they they want to stick around for it. So thank you, Dan. So that's it. Thank you again to Liz Richards-Krebs from Bloody Date Night for sitting down with me for an interview. It was amazing, and I am hopefully going to see her and some of you in New York on June 5th. Um, so come and hang out with us at McGee's. And to everybody else, thank you so much for listening. We will see you right here in two weeks for The Yips. We're going to get some more of Barney's origin story. So be sure to send in your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read them on the show. If you love this recap, there is a super easy and free way to support us. And that's to leave us an iTunes review. Really helps our HB family grow. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss one of our recaps. And we hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your host, Kate Gorton, and an assist from Kate's wife, Liz. Our intro-outro music is by Owl Awe.